0: on the rare occasion when I'm alone. Lenka has been and gone, leaving the scent of detergent and ironing hanging agreeably in the air. I wander through the rooms, opening windows and correcting Lenka's corrections, switching the flowers back to the side table, removing the drinks coasters she has placed fussily under the candlesticks. In Sophie's room, I find Henry curled up on the bed, He pushes his head against my hand as I bend over him, then lies back, patiently exposing his throat, allowing me to give him more attention. I oblige, and then I go to the chest of drawers and find the packet of cigarettes Sophie has forgotten about hidden under her school jerseys. I take the cook's matches and a glass of the Sancerre out onto the terrace and sit there, looking out over the garden, smoking. I haven't smoked for several years and the cigarette is stale and dry and burns strongly with a sort of crackle, making me feel a little giddy and sick. The smoke drifts through the honeysuckle and the white poppies whose papery petals will soon litter the grass. Charles rings when I'm on the second glass and I'm glad to hear his voice, glad of the distraction, so glad that I wonder whether to tell him to try to put it into words. He is in an expansive mood, on the verge of excitement. The flight was delayed, but he made the meeting by the skin of his teeth, and the pitch went well. He and Theo were the last team to go before the panel, and the contractor just rang to say they've made it onto the shortlist. It's a great scheme, he says, a fantastic site, not far from the Opera House. We could really do with landing this job. I'm going to stay out for a few days, speak to a few people, do some drawings. I can't draw in the office. Everyone's on my case the whole time. Would that be okay with you if I extended my stay? Fine, I say. We've nothing planned. How are things with you? Did Sophie get off okay? He asks. And as I say what is expected, I'm wondering how to mention Emma. Although I don't know quite how to explain it, it's more of a feeling than an anecdote. When he says, Oh, just a minute, I'll be with you in a minute. And then he says Theo's turned up and they're due somewhere for supper. So I say, fine, let's speak tomorrow and hang up. Later, I lie there in bed and go back over the scene under the plane trees, analysing it, looking for clues, trying to remember what else I saw. She had a worn brown satchel on a long strap, which banged against her hip as she hurried after the boy. Her hair was lighter than it used to be. Died probably. The matlow top, the rolled-up jeans, the bronze sandals. It doesn't seem enough. After that, I'm a little on edge when I'm out in the high street or the park. I'm scared of seeing her, and I'm scared that I'll never see her again. Charles comes home. The state schools break up for the holidays, the roads empty. The sound of the neighbours laughing in their gardens keeps us awake at night. My father calls from the house in the south of France. Why don't you and Charles fly over for a few days? Clara's learned to swim. Yes, yes, calls Delphine a little way away. Tell Nina we want to see her, don't we, darling? There's a rustling and scratching on the line, and now I can hear Clara's breaths, her mouth against the receiver. Is that you? I say. Clara, is that you? And then my father takes the phone back and says, well, bear it in mind, you'd be very welcome, either here or in Paris when we get back. I say, how lovely, I'll think about it. But we know this is where we'll leave the matter. Nothing will come of it. Sophie sends me duty emails, telling me about the work experience her father has arranged in a midtown art gallery, and throwing in the occasional joke about Trudy's horror of dairy. Once a week, I ring my daughter at the apartment, and if Arnold picks up, there's a little starchy conversation. She's grown so tall. She has been making cupcakes with the kids. The Crawfords have invited them all to the Hampton Classic, so could she stay on for a few days? If I'm especially unlucky, I'll get Trudy, with her up-talk, her nolly-me-tangeray formality, her relentless, chirpy competence... I'm afflicted with a hateful shame when I speak to Trudy, when I imagine her imagining me.